This is the First and 30 podcast. Tonight is Saturday, August 28th, 2021, and we are here to break down all of the NFC. We're going to go division by division, team by team, and give our thoughts on each of these teams and where we think they're going to finish the season at. Um, it's been a pretty long week. Keith, how the hell are you doing, man? Are you excited? I'm doing good. Of course, I'm excited to be here talking football with you guys. Um, here to break down the NFC tonight and um, probably going to break some hearts, break a little optimism on some of the fans out there, but I think we're going to have sure. fun breaking it down. And uh, yeah, just excited to talk to, talk some ball with you guys tonight. Hell yeah, man. Me, uh, I'm excited as shit too, man. Like this past week, I actually was able to get some time to, uh, you know, really get into the football mindset and do a little bit of a deeper dive on some of these teams. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just super stoked. Drew, uh, I know you've had a busy week as well, but you ready to talk some ball this evening? Yeah, I mean, we're getting down to it here. Gentlemen, it's um, 12 days till kickoff, so it's uh, it yeah, really man. feels surreal right now, and uh, I feel like we're full bore. I'm currently watching the Bucks texans game right now as we record this, so yeah, my juices are flowing. So happy football is at full swing here, and we're going to see what these uh, these teams' outlooks look like uh, this upcoming season. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, it's it's definitely it's kind of weird. This this preseason and off season seems to have gone really quick. I guess the going from the four games to three games kind of seems a little different. A lot of these teams haven't been. A lot of teams haven't even played any of their starters or some of their bigger name players. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects everybody going into the season. But we are going to be breaking down all these teams. We've got uh, 16 to get through, and we're going to be starting with the NFC North right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. Hell yeah. You're fucking sick of the scene. Hell yeah. nothing is what okay, so... Uh, Going by each of these divisions in the NFC, the first one we're looking at is the NFC North. Last year, the Green Bay Packers won this division. Um, this year, the NFC North is playing uh, the AFC North and NFC West. So uh, kind of a tough schedule for these teams. Um, the first one we'll take a look at is the Green Bay Packers, last year's division winner. Um, Keith, what are your thoughts on the Packers going into this year? Uh, do you like them to repeat as division winner? It's hard to say no, uh, answering that question, looking at their competition in the division. Um, the Rodgers drama seems to be behind them, and all that means is that they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, whether you like him or not. He's going to go out. Yep. He's going to ball. Um, and that means his receivers are going to be happy too. Looking down through their offseason moves, it looks like they kept most of last year's team intact. Um, look to me, their biggest loss was their Pro Bowl center, Corey Lindsley. They lost Jamal Williams, uh, the backup running back to Aaron Jones. But, I mean, I think A.J. Dillon is ready to step up in his place. We saw A.J. Yep. Dillon step in that game last year against Tennessee. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, he, he blistered Ran their all over us pretty good that night. Um, yep. But, yeah, if, if as long as the line can stay healthy and they can keep Rodgers upright, uh, if they can find the, uh, another piece there at the center position, all the defense has to do is just make enough plays, just like they normally do for this team. Um, I can see them winning this division once again. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. You know, I mean, 
it, it really comes down to the competition in the division, and we'll get we'll get into each of the each of the other teams in this division as we go on here. But yeah, um, you know, it they don't have they're not super crazy looking to me as far as like I don't look at them as a Super Bowl contender I've heard their name a lot in like the Super Bowl circle of teams that have the potential Drew do you buy into that and what are your thoughts on the Packers this year well I think it's definitely possible if they get onto a hot street I mean any given Sunday for the playoffs but I do not going to bet against them for the division I think we don't need to overthink things here Uh, just due to their competition within that division I think they have a pretty easy go of it in fact i have the packers going 12 and 5 in this division which is uh, three more wins than anybody else in that division so i think they do get it done pretty comfortably as keith mentioned they do have some losses uh one of them being Corey lindsey who you know a center is, is is pivotal for the quarterback especially a guy like andrew um like rogers and they're going to bring bringing in rookie josh myers to start at center and of course right now David Bakhtiari who's one of the best in the league is injured but he will be back this season um, one of the things they have improved is on the defensive side they used their first round pick for Eric Stokes who ran a four, 4.28 something like that at the combine um, as you, as everybody knows uh, during that um, NFC championship game King got burnt by by Miller, it was a really, really p- pivotal point in that game, and I think yep. that you know they were having nightmares and, and seeing ghosts during the draft time, and so they tried to sure up that position to go along with Alexander, who's one of the more elite corners in the league. So with those two additions, I, I think defensively they're going to hold their own, and Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. And I got the Packers winning that division and that with a record of twelve and five. Yeah, I'm. We're, we are uh, pretty much in agreement on record. I'm, I have them at 13-4. and four. Um, Yeah, I think that they are going to run away with the division. I think, you know, Rodgers is still Rodgers. As much as they, you know, they seem to get by with, like, Devontae Adams has turned into an elite receiver, but he hasn't always been. Like, you know, these are just kind of like, they're kind of homegrown with their receivers. Like, Valdez Scantling's getting a lot of buzz going into the season. So, you know, if they get improvement... Um, from him that would be a huge step in the right direction for the team I just kind of I don't know I feel like they're more of a great regular season team and and I guess that's just because of the past two seasons they've choked terribly in the playoffs and it just kind of that's why I don't really put them in that elite like Super Bowl contender class I think they're gonna have a nice record they may even host um, you know a playoff game and contend for number one seed but I just think that um, until Rodgers can get it done you know in the postseason it's it's going to be uh, tough for me to you know view them as that Super Bowl contender. Uh, speaking of a team that is not a Super Bowl contender at all in my mind, the Chicago Bears, a team that is going into the season starting Andy Dalton at quarterback over Justin Fields, that doesn't exactly give me a ton of confidence in Mr. Fields. Um, you know, I actually. I think that the Bears are going to be a pretty mediocre team. They've got a really stout defense. Um, I, I like their defense a lot, but I think this seems kind of like the same team that they had when they had Trubisky, in my opinion, because when they have Justin Fields, I think Fields is just Trubisky 2.0. In um, the fact that I, I think he's inaccurate, he's going to turn over the ball a lot. Um, the big difference between him and Trubisky is they didn't uh, trade up and not select Patrick Mahomes to select Mitchell Trubisky in this draft. So 
I think that uh, Trubisky was always doomed from the start because he was. They had such high expectations. I think Fields is going to be a mediocre quarterback, and I think this this season he'll definitely get in there and be starting at one point. I don't like this team at all with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Um, yeah, I just I think I'm, I, I've got them just being middle of the pack, um, going eight and nine on the season. Keith, what are your thoughts on the Bears? Yeah, so obviously a lot of off-season hype with that pick of Justin Fields. And I, we talked about it earlier on an, another podcast that it was a good move for the Bears. It's a splash move. It's a move that they needed to make. I think they got lucky that Fields fell as far as he did to them. Um, but Andy Dalton, he is going to start week one. And I think to a lot of fantasy players kind of wondering when Fields is going to be stepping in because right now Fields is getting drafted as if he's going to be <laughs> yeah. that quarterback. Um, but it, it all comes down to is is Nagy going to make this offense something that Fields can operate in? Yeah. The first year where Nagy came in and he had Trubisky, they got off to a big start. He had just come over from Andy Reid's coaching, you know, working with Andy Reid. He had a lot of that stuff working with him. He worked with Trubisky. They designed the offense around him, let Trubisky move around, make plays. And then they, they really seemed to get away from that until the end of last year when Trubisky came back in. He yep. started working that offense back around him. And I think if Nagy can do that with Justin Fields, because Fields is going to get on the field at some point this season. Um, but And he's going to provide a spark at some point, but it's probably going to be too little too late to keep up with the Packers. Um, and opposite of kind of what you said, I think this defense got worse. They lost some key players. I really just think it comes down to Nagy and how he designs this offense. And I'm thinking he's probably going to be on the hot seat this season for sure. Yeah, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually one of the notes that I had written down on the Bears was I think that uh, Matt Nagy could, could be fired this year if things don't don't go well. I think um, I think the way he handles things with uh, Justin Fields is going to be if he if if he brings Fields in and things don't click right off the bat, I think he's as good as gone. Uh, Drew, what are your thoughts on the Bears this year? I mean. I, I, just something about them, they just don't excite me very much. What is your yeah, thoughts? They are a very exciting team this year. They, it doesn't mean they don't have the potential to be because they have Allen Robinson. They have Darnell Mooney, who's an upper yep. receiver. They have Montgomery, who's a solid who's a solid running back. So they have some pieces there, and they have some pieces on the defense. And probably the most concerning part about the Chicago Bears in a whole is Matt Nagy. I yep. just don't feel personally, even though I know him personally, I just don't feel like um, with him being at the helm, it, things are gelling as better as as well as they could be. And yep. I, I, I just, I don't know. There's just something about him that I just feel like they, they're just not going to reach their full potential with him. And as you guys say, you think he's going to be on the hot seat. I think that's true as well, which is why I think Andy Dalton is the sacrificial lamb for him this year is because he's buying a little bit of time with ownership saying, listen, you know, Justin Fields ain't ready. Give me a year with Justin Fields underneath, underneath yeah. me. And then we'll go from there. So I, I actually think there's a strategy he's imploring um, to keep fields on the bench for as long as possible so that he has this like excuse built in with ownership uh, to keep yeah, his job I because you know, Andy Dalton's going to go out against the Rams <laughs> the first the first game of the year. Like, <laughs> he's going to get smoked. And oh, and, and actually, 
it's it's funny that you mentioned that because that first game for uh, that would be a really tough first game for Fields. So it maybe that could be playing that could be playing into the decision as well to not start him. You know, just because I mean he's Dalton is going. I don't know if Dalton makes it through that game. Like I I, I could see him getting lit up and. I could see Fields uh, having to come in at one point in that game potentially. So, um, yeah, because that Rams defense is solid. It's very solid, and I yeah, I do think they will struggle early on. They have you know they have Detroit early on. I think they have Cincinnati early on too. So those games would be great for Fields to come in. But at yep. this point, we all know that Andy Dalton isn't the future. So personally, I would rather them just see what Justin Fields got. You know, just. Yeah, because he can at least run with the legs. Because he reminds me somewhat of Deshaun Watson in, the, in their like play style. I'm not saying he is Deshaun Watson, but his play style reminds yeah. me very much of 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 Watson. I think I think going against the Rams would be very difficult. So I could see them after that, after they get killed, that you know Nagy and and maybe the office and the fans pressure Nagy into starting fields because we all know that's what's going to happen. And yeah. fantasy owners are going to rejoice, and the whole fan base of football wants to see Fields because he's a lot more electric and fun to watch. But I, I just don't see a whole lot of positives for the Bears. I have them at 9 and 8, and I think that's kind of generous that I'm doing that. Right on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very close with the records there as well. Um, going on to another team, and this is a really bad division, just looking at it on paper, the Detroit Lions. Um again not a ton exciting here they have jared goff who has yet to really do anything in the preseason i don't know if, he, if he's even played a snap in the preseason so it'll still be interesting to see what they look like once he's in this offense but they don't really have a ton of weapons on offense deandre swift isn't a nice running back but they don't have a, they lost marvin jones who was a piece for them in the receiving game last year so um the only thing I kind of like about the Lions is I just am remembering back to like 2014-2015 when uh, Dan Campbell took over for the Dolphins as an interim coach, and he actually had that team, which was trash, um, competing and playing at the end of the year. So I kind of like Campbell as a coach. I think it makes them competitive, but they they just don't have enough weapons. Their defense is not very good. So I, I think I actually have them having more wins than Chicago. I've had them going 10-7. and seven. Uh, Keith? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I don't know if I see them getting to 10 wins. That seems a little <laughs> very generous, actually. Uh, yeah, got a couple, you, e- a couple easy games on their schedule. Yeah, the the biggest offseason move you mentioned already, new head coach and Dan Campbell. This team is going to grind on offense, and they're going to be set up through the run game, try to play good defense. They don't have a ton of talent, but the one thing that stands out for this team is their offensive line. They're actually really, really good. So I think if if they can get DeAndre Swift going, Jamal Williams comes over also. It's going to be a yep. pretty nice tandem in the backfield for them, uh, but it's going to be good for the run game, and that's also going to be good for Jared Goff. We know that he kind of needs all the help that he can get. Um, he ran in McVay's offense and – basically i think that he kept the training wheels on for him the entire time we know that he was inside of his helmet telling him what to do all the time in between snaps and all that good stuff um you mentioned uh marvin jones left another huge um departure was kenny galladay he's gone they basically have an entire new wide receiving core um they got some 
really unproven guys. Rashad Perriman's there now. Quintez <laughs> yep. Cephas. Uh, I know I'm probably missing another one. Uh, Tyrell Williams from the Chargers. Yep. Um, those guys have some talent. We've seen them make some splash plays. Just can they stay consistent? Can they stay on the field? Um, he's got Hawkinson also. That's going to be his security blanket. It's going to be a lot of Hawkinson and a lot of backfield, I think, with that offensive line. But like you you mentioned, Campbell, we've seen in the past, he's been able to elevate the play of lesser talent already. We saw that in Miami. Um, as long as he's not out there biting off people's kneecaps and snorting cocaine in the team offices, I think we will <laughs> yeah. be uh, nice off, to, off to an okay start for them. But I really don't see them competing in this division, even though it is weaker. Um, I think they're going to be – you know, at the bottom end like they typically are, and they may have a historically bad defense, but we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, the, I, the one thing I like about like their coaching staff is nice, and I feel like the, the, it's going to be interesting to see a Detroit Lions team without Stafford because they have not had traditionally over the past you know, five to ten years, a decent, a, a solid, consistent running game. They've been Stafford just throwing, throwing the ball over the lot. Uh, Drew, is there anything you like about this Lions team? Uh, you know, what are your? Do you think that they can compete at all, or are they going to be trash? I, I like TJ Hawkinson for fantasy and PPR. That's it. Um, yeah. I just think like Jared Goff is not going to have anybody. Um, and as Keith mentioned, all these receivers that they just got in—they're not separators. So Jared Goff, from years of watching him, he needs separators. He needs a clean pocket, and. Yep. I, yeah, he may get a clean pocket, but he's not going to get separation from these guys. So he's going to be relying on T.J. Hawkinson. So I, that's like the only um, thing I really like about the Detroit the Lions this year, um, because right now uh, I'm sure everybody has heard, but DeAndre Swift is actually not on schedule to play even in the first game. He's got a, a groin injury that he's nursing. So that's really not good because DeAndre Swift is a great cash-catching back. He's great for PPR, and he'll be a great tandem with Jamal Williams. So we may now see Jamal Williams having to take over this whole entire role. And um, I'm just not sold on them at all. Uh, I think their their gleamer of light is their offensive line, but they play in a very tough division. They have the fifth-hardest schedule this year, um, so that doesn't bode well for them. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I got them at 14. Four and thirteen. I got them at probably much the lowest of the pack. I just find it hard for them to grind out wins. Even though I'm, I don't hate Dan Campbell and I love his and his energy and his and his attitude, like that's not my kind of dude. But you know, there there's only so much you can do with the talent pool that you have around with you. And I just yeah. don't think Detroit's going to be very very formidable this year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what had me think. Like, it's funny because at first I was coming into this when I was doing my notes for the week. I was like, the Lions are gonna get a wild card spot because Jared Goff, since 2017, has the second most wins of all quarterbacks. And then I was like, no, there's. I, I just looked at the rest of the roster. I'm like, they just don't have enough. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I actually kind of I like seeing them as like a ground and pound team and see what happens. I think I I just kind of feel like they may be. Um, maybe have some fight in them especially if they play that style but i guess we shall see and then finally in this division this is another team that to me i don't think there's anything exciting about them um minnesota vikings i mean they do have have a nice combination of dalvin cook jefferson and irv smith um 
that's pretty solid players at each of those positions. But um, Kirk Cousins just does not do it for me. Keith, what are your thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings and Mr. Kirk Cousins? Man, I think Kirk Cousins gets disrespected a lot. Oof. (laughs) Um, I want to start on the defensive side because last year – it's like they did a complete overhaul on that secondary. They got rid of everybody they had. They brought in a bunch of young guys. And I think that what we saw when they came out of the gate was they were getting their asses kicked. And there was guys yep. out of position all the time, missing coverages. But throughout the year, they really did get a lot better. And I think, you know, Mike Zimmer is a really good defensive coach. And I think mm-hmm. another year under him, I think they're going to take that next step. And uh, I expect that really to continue into this year. They drafted the offensive tackle, uh, Christian Darisol, early this year to further shore up that offensive line for Dalvin Cook. They're going to stay ground and pound, let Kirk Cousins make plays whenever he has to. And he's got two really good targets on the outside. Adam Thielen he's very comfortable with, especially when they get down in the red zone. And you mentioned Irv Smith. I think he's going to come on this year down in the red zone as well. Um I think that Justin Jefferson may have had like the season of all seasons as a rookie. <laughs> I don't think I don't feel like he's going to take that next step. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression there for him this year. I just it was unbelievable what he did last year. I just don't know that if he crazy. can I don't know if he can keep ascending from there or not, but yeah, I, I see this team as the second best team in this division, but yeah, I I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be pushing the Packers as much as some people might hope they might be. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think just I guess I don't know what it is about Kirk Cousins. I just don't. I just feel like in games that matter, I just don't trust him. I, that, I guess that's just what it is. I feel like I've seen too many times Kirk Cousins in a game that where you finally put your trust in him, he throws five interceptions. Like I, I don't know, just something about him. I just it just it's hard for me to get behind him. Um, Drew, when it comes to the Vikings. You know, what are your thoughts on them for this season? And, like, you know, the fantasy impact of maybe uh, Irv Smith. Do you like, Are you buying into the hype of Irv Smith over the offseason? I, I will say a lot of my mock drafts during the summer, I was I was getting Irv Smith a lot because I liked the way my teams looked with drafting a tight end late. And um, mm-hmm. so I was doing that a lot. But as of recently coming into draft season, which is, like, tomorrow night for me, I, I find myself not – picking him up because I think he's so touchdown dependent. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 they're going to be a run first team. Okay. So like, I, and that's what I believe because Kirk Cousins is going to be, he's Kirk Cousins. So like he has some limitations. Uh, he gets happy feet in the pocket. Uh, they should have a decent line uh, and their defense has gotten better. Uh, Mike Zimmer was like, Man, he was really pissed off about his defense last year, and he's mentioned he shipped a lot of these guys off. So I think they they will have a better defense. I, I like them as a streaming defense for fantasy this year. Yep. I think they they have potential to get some turnovers and make some waves, but they're not going to be formidable enough where I think their record is going to hold up in the NFL. In fact, I actually have them – uh, third worst in the division at seven and nine behind the Chicago Bears. So I just think they have a very tough schedule too. Uh, that's the other thing. They have one of the worst schedules in the league. Um, so I, I just I don't think their outlook looks ex- really that 
optimistic here. And I think um, Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to have similar numbers because they're going to force feed him. They're going to have to because they're going to be mm-hmm. down in ball games. So I think I think Justin Jefferson is the real deal. I, I, his route running is so good and his hands are so good. I don't know if he might get 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns again, but it's going to be damn close. And I could probably see maybe his, his touchdown numbers go up, but his yards go down because Thielen is still there. Thielen had a lot of touchdowns last year, but not yep. a whole lot of catches. So I, I don't know. I, I do think Irv Smith is going to play a bigger role than he did uh, last year, or their tight ends did last year, and that could take away from some of those um, those points from the other receivers. But I really do believe it's going to be the Dalvin Cook show. They're going to be a run first offense, and they're going to try, try to control the clock. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I just don't think the record's going to be that formidable, and I don't really like them that much. And I have them at uh, seven and nine for the season. Yeah, I I have them middle of the pack as well. I've got them finishing nine and eight. Um, do you guys think that we see Kellen Mund at all this season? Nah. Barring yeah. injury. I'm, I, yeah, he, there's just like... He has not looked very good in the preseason. No, no, <laughs> no. he has not. No. No. So he, he still needs some time to marinate on the bench. But um, All right, and then for the division, I think all of us, it's a unanimous call. We're all going Green Bay. I think this is one of the easier divisions to pick, and we're going to be moving on to the NFC West. Okay, so the NFC West, uh, the division winner last year was the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this division plays the NFC North and AFC South. So um, just with division uh, cross-divisional matchups, they've got kind of a, a an easier schedule. The hardest part of the schedule for these teams is th- it, within the division. I think this is one of the stronger divisions in the NFL. Um, and I think the Seahawks... Uh, they look like the same old Seahawks to me, which means a playoff team, you know, double-digit wins. Um, I think Russ, DK Lockett, or DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett um, all still look really dirty, you know. Um, I think Russ is going to be cooking. Drew, is Russ going to be cooking this season? Well, they have uh, the loss of Brian Sch- uh, Schottenheimer, so, like, you know, we went for the past three seasons. Is he going to let him cook? Is he not going to let him cook? So hopefully because of that, that's going to change things for him because Russell is too talented of a quarterback to uh, put in a cage per se. But um, I really like Seattle this year. Unfortunately, they are in a very tough division, the toughest division in all of football. It's one of those divisions that I am looking so much forward to watching because it's just going to be – a battle to the death. Uh, it's just so much going on over there, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. From a fantasy standpoint and, and just from a, a record standpoint, it, it's just going to be great. I'm excited that Gerald Everett is coming from the Rams uh, and, and is kind of going to fill that tight end role, which, which they desperately needed because, let's just be honest, they didn't get much out of Greg Olson last year. Um, so I, I think that helps improve their offense tremendously. Uh, he's not the greatest tight end in all football, but he's very, very serviceable, and, and I like I like him uh, being brought in. I, I also like Chris Carson a lot, man. I If he could stay healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. He's so underrated. He never gets appreciated for all he does. He can catch. He can run. It's just that he doesn't stay healthy. But if he can have a healthy season this year, uh, they're going to have a really great run game. Uh, which is going to open the play action. They're going to have Lockett and DK Metcalf, who's a rising star in this league. 
And so they have a lot of potential, and their their defense isn't what it once was, um, but it, it's serviceable, and, and they'll be able to be competitive. And so I have Seattle going 11-6 and six and grabbing a wild card spot uh, in the NFC. Yeah, I, it's I'm very close with you on the record. I got them going twelve and five. I, I I think that their defense came on as the season went along last year. Their defense was terrible to start the season and looked very un Seattle like and kind of put it together near the end of the season. Uh, Keith, what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, are you in agreement with uh, Drew and I that this is a pretty solid potential wild card team? Well, I'm a little scared now after listening to you guys. I may have misread this on my analysis, but. I think the Seattle Seahawks might be the worst team in this division. Oh, wow. Um, wow. They look, a, they look a lot like last year to me. They have a new offensive coordinator. But we saw Brian Schottenheimer, it kind of seemed like at the beginning of the season last year, he stood up to Pete Carroll because Carroll likes to play conservatively. Russ came out cooking, and then, you know, Carroll won out in the end, and they start getting back to ground and pound and doing all that good stuff. Um, but if this new O.C., picked by Carroll, he's going to do what he says. So I don't think Russ is going to be cooking a whole lot this year. But knowing that, I also kind of think that Russell Wilson plays better that way. When they oh, go in, okay. when they're throwing all over the yard is when he starts making mistakes. He was a better quarterback when it was a run-first offense. And then, like Drew said, working that play action, getting guys open down the field that way. Um, but they didn't make any splash moves to me that I saw – and I just I feel like this division has gotten so much better all around them, and they're kind of leaving the Seahawks in the dust. So I think they might maybe this year at this point, they might be the worst team in the division just because they're not going out and making the moves to get better and keeping up with everyone else. That, that is, I, I mean, as, as high on the Seahawks as I was, um, I, you, you do make some good points. The only other thing I was thinking about from the Seahawks this year was the fact that the fans will be back in the stadium. You know, the 12th man, I, I, the Seahawks are, are tough to play at home, so I'm, I'm wondering if that'll give them a boost because I think after going from last year with no fans to this year with fans, that could be a bigger impact, at least initially, especially for these younger players who didn't like the rookies from last year that haven't played in front of a crowd yet in the NFL, I think that could make a fact be a factor. But um, yeah, that's interesting that we're all we're all pretty uh, separated on that on the Seahawks. Um, the next team in the division is a team that I have been hearing a ton of people talking about as Super Bowl contenders, a uh, team that's going to be you know one of the final four in the NFC Championship game, like that type of stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I buy into it as much. I I don't know what it is. I just don't don't see it as much with the Niners. But the San Francisco 49ers are next on the list. Um, you know, I feel like there's their their defense is solid, but I don't like I don't love their receivers. I think they have a lot of number two receivers. I don't think Debo Samuel is the number one receiver. I think Kittle is not what he used to be. Uh, I don't really love Garoppolo, and I don't think Lance is going to be that much of an upgrade uh keith what are your thoughts on the 49ers this year i've got them going 11 and 6 fighting for a wild card yeah so the niners were another team that made a splash pick in the offseason during the draft with trey lance um but it looks like they're comfortable with jimmy g starting the season off just like the bears are comfortable starting with andy dalton jimmy g has taken this team to a super bowl before um yes he has and they added Trey Sermon to their backfield, which we know is very important for Kyle Shanahan. This is going to be a run-first offense. 
So the weapons on the outside don't really bother me that much. It's going to be another offense where run the ball to throw the ball. Um, and that should open up a lot of windows for Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I really don't think Trey Lance is going to be ready. He's barely broken in in college. So I think, you know, the Niners had a lot of guys opt out last year. They had a lot of injuries last year, which led to a really down year for them. And I think they saw that early pick last year and they were like, this is our chance to go and get our quarterback of the future. And if there's a team that took a quarterback this year, that's willing to sit on them. I think it's going to be the Niners. So I think they really are comfortable going forward with Jimmy G. And I think this team is going to be really good this year. They have a lot of talent coming back on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and that defense is going to be good. And I think it's going to be another season like that where they can they can run the ball as long as Jimmy G or whoever's playing quarterback can limit their mistakes. I think they're going to be in a lot of football games. Right on. Drew, um, what are your thoughts on the Niners? You, are you on Keith's side of it as they're going to be a very good team, or do you think they'll be more how I'm describing as like more me- mediocre? No, I'm actually with Keith here. I do think they are going to be very, very good. I, I have them as a wild card team. Um, I actually have three teams coming out of this division making the playoffs because it's just that deep and that good. But, you know, talking about the Niners in the years past and before, after their Super Bowl run, they, I mean, they were plagued with injuries. Now they have these guys who aren't injured. They re-signed Trent Williams and uh, Mick. McGlichey, which is a really, really great offensive lineman. So they have two great linemen coming back who's going to open up holes for that run game. As uh, Keith mentioned, Trey Sermon is in town. I have have watched him in the preseason. I'm not extremely impressed with him yet, but maybe he finds his legs. Um, they still have a lot of depth at the running back position. But they just have a lot of gadgety players that – get schemed open because of Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in all the league. He's one of the most offensive gurus I've ever seen. So, like, I just trust in him, and I trust in this defense with Boza and and that's and that stacked defense who's now healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's going to make all the difference. And obviously, Kittle's been, you know, banged up here and there. And if you get a healthy season out of George Kittle, he's one of the best tight ends in the entire game. Like, he's a complete game changer. So I'm going on the premonition that this team is healthy going into the year. And just because of that fact alone, I just think that they are, are going to get this done uh, and, and find a wild card berth here. Right on. Yeah, um, I, I guess for me, it's just I keep going back to Jimmy G. I know he, I know he was uh, – he took the team to the Super Bowl two years ago. It's just I, I don't – I don't know. I, I They do have all of the other pieces – um, so I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, I, but I think we're all in agreement that they will be. We all have them making the playoffs. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see how the rest of their season goes. Um, all right. So the Arizona Cardinals are the next team. This is the team that I had as the worst in this division. Um, I'm I don't like the Cardinals this year. It's it's not because of anything about the talent on the roster. I just don't think Kyler Murray is going to stay healthy the whole season. That's my only reason why I don't like him. I think he's going to miss at least, at least I would say six games in the season because he's small and he relies on running. And you know, I, I just don't trust him staying healthy the whole season. That's the only reason why I'm down on the cards. I like a lot of their players. I think going out and getting JJ Watt strengthens that defense. That defense is going to be pretty dirty. Um, but 
you know, I, I don't know. Just something about the uh, Kyler Murray and staying healthy. I'm, I'm, I, I'm down on them. I have them going seven and ten. Uh, Keith, where are you at with the cards? Yeah, so I, I look at this team, and I think you mentioned already, actually, but something that I thought was going unnoticed this offseason was how loaded that defense is. Yeah. They've got J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, Zavin Collins. Those two are going to be roaming sideline to sideline. These guys are just absolute hawks. Um, in the in the backside, in the secondary, Malcolm Butler, Buda Baker, Byron Murphy. These guys are absolute playmakers all over yep. the freaking place. I don't like to project an injury such as Kyler Murray or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's got some weapons. He's got Hopkins. A.J. Green, I think, is going to be – a really under the radar addition for this team this season. Um, yep. I think, I think between Kyler and Kingsbury, they're going to make enough offense, and this defense is going to be good enough to keep other teams down. Between Kyler and Kingsbury, they're going to score enough points to win a decent amount of games this year. Right on. Do you have them making the playoffs? Would you th- do you think, or do you think they got them floating just outside? I don't. I have them. I think they're the third best team in this division. Um, right I think they're going to be good, but it's just it's just so tough. There's so much talent in this division. Like it's it's going to be a slugfest, and it could be one of those scenarios where these teams just beat the shit out of each other all year long, and then once it gets to the playoffs, like you know what I mean? Yeah. We've we've seen that out of the AFC North before. The Ravens, yep. um, Bengals. Steelers just beat the shit out of each other all year long, and then it gets to the playoffs, and they're just so worn down they can't even uh, move on. Yep, that's uh, this division is going to be a fucking slaughterhouse, and the, all of the all of like every team's defense is dirty. Like the worst defense in this division is like probably the Seahawks division and our C- Seahawks team. It like I don't know this de- this whole division is going to be like the old NFC North. I could actually see that with how strong all these defenses are, Drew. Um, with Kyler from a fantasy perspective, I'm sure you're all over him this year. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I actually like Kyler this year, even though what I saw from him in preseasons makes me scratch my head. I'm, I am a little iffy about him, but I mean, I, there's some nice additions that the Cardinals made. And that's why I'm like kind of on the fence about them. Uh, I don't really know where to, to put them because as Keith mentioned, they have some playmakers, one of their best uh, acquisitions over the over the season was Rodney Hudson from from the Raiders. That line last year was a dismal. Um, so, like, I think they improved th- that aspect a lot. And with signing J.J. Watt, they added just another defensive player there. And I like Buda Baker. Uh, I, I was a, always a Malcolm Butler fan, obviously. I'm a Patriots fan, so that's my boy. And th- obviously they got um, James Conner, who I don't think is going to be – worth anything at all i think he's over the hill at this point but you're going to see chase Edmonds now get 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 all the work and he's going to be able to catch passes out of the backfield so honestly this whole outlook for me just relies on the play of kyler murray um whether or not he shows up with his arms i'm not worried about his legs he's gonna he's gonna get his his legs in uh, and escape the pocket so I, i don't necessarily be concerned about that i'm just concerned about his consistency throwing the ball even though he's going to have some really really great um some great pass catchers with deandre hopkins and aj green and um so i i you know i i think there's potential for them to be better than the record that i'm going to give him which is nine and eight 
Um, so I, I, I'm just, I just don't know where to place them because they're just, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the hang-up I have is, is with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I, I'm, I'm just not sold on that dude. I, I just, I don't know. There's just something that he's just not selling me enough for me to give you a definitive. Oh yeah, this is gonna, this is what's gonna happen. I'm really on the fence with the Arizona Cardinals. I feel that they can either implode or they can really surprise, really surprise us. Yeah, it's funny. One of the things I had written down was is uh, Cliff Kingsbury isn't a good coach. Um, <laughs> I I, I uh, agree with you on the Kingsbury weight being wary on Kingsbury, um, and Kyler Murray's health makes me nervous. So I just uh, yeah, I, that's why I'm down on them as well. But they do have pieces. So um, yeah, it'll. It, I think they'll be, they'll. It, it, my perspective will uh, change if Murray runs less and can be more consistent throwing the ball i would like them a lot more um so i guess we'll see and then finally uh in this division the los angeles rams this is the team that i have uh as one of the better records in all of the nfl i think that the rams are in it to win it with all of the moves they've made over the past few years this is um this is super bowl or bust for this team i think they think that uh matt stafford is the, th- the final piece that puts them over the top. They've got good playmakers. That defense is absolutely gnarly. Um, the team is loaded. Uh, I think adding Sony Michelle is, I mean, that's all right. But, like, I, I don't even think the running back really matters. They've got good weapons, and Stafford is finally on a team that is well-rounded. And uh, I'm excited to see. I- I've always kind of liked Matt Stafford. I'm excited to see him finally on a team that I think is going to be really good and he'll get his opportunity to just play in the playoffs uh, and get a win in the playoffs. Um, so I, I, I like I like the Rams a lot this year. I have them going 14-3. and three. Uh, Keith, what are your thoughts on the Los Angeles Rams? Am I a little bit uh, too high on them? That's a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. Um, yeah, they, they made that trade for Stafford. Like you said, they believe that's going to be the missing piece. We'll have to wait and see because we have not seen that out of Stafford yet. Um, I think it's going to help McVay take the training wheels off that offense, like I mentioned before when yep. he had Jared Goff there. So he's really a gunslinger. We're, we'll see how he fits in there. But, you know, a big loss was Cam Akers. Um, he was going to be yep. a huge part of this offense this year. And you said the running back really doesn't matter, but I know that in the last three seasons that their running backs have scored a total of 53 touchdowns. That's a lot of scores. Um, Sony Michelle is a nice addition as long as that he can stay healthy. Um, obviously, they didn't believe in Darrell Henderson to be the lead guy. They mm-hmm. proved that to us when um, Gurley left, and then they went out and drafted Cam Akers. Now Cam Akers goes down, Darrell Henderson's going to be the guy, and they go ahead and bring in Sony Michelle. Um, but the biggest piece of this, I think, is that they lost their defensive coordinator from last year. That defense was absolutely lights out at the end of the year last year. I don't know. It's been a while since we've seen that kind of performance out of a unit like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can replicate that like they did last year down the stretch, but they're still going to be a really good unit. And overall, I think this is going to be a good football team. Right on. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about that about the Rams this year. I don't know what it is. I just have them as a really solid team. Uh, Drew, where you, where do you place the Rams in this division? Do you like them to win it, or uh, are you not as high on them? 
No, I'm definitely a tie on. I am not pumping the brakes. I am buying all in on this team. I'm a huge uh, Sean McVay fan. I just like what uh, what he brings to the table, and I think with the amount of depth that this team has, he's going to be able to have a lot of fun. And getting rid of Jared Goff for a better gunslinger in Stafford is going to prove to have been the right move. Uh, I do believe they do establish the run game. I think that is going to be important for Stafford uh, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a whole lot of guys that – are like number one receivers there. He has a lot of great, great, great number two guys who are all have their skill set and they're going to be schemed open. Uh, I really like Woods and I really like Cup. And I know they drafted uh, a wide receiver in the second round. And so, like, I, I think yeah, Tutu Atwell, he uh, is fast as hell. They're just going to have a lot of good things going for him. And I like Tyler Higby a lot as well. Um, and that's just the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they literally are really, really well-rounded. They're probably one of the most well-rounded teams in the entire NFL. Uh, we don't even really need to talk about that defense. We, we all know who's over there. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Um, I, I, and I, I have them going very deep in the playoffs. In fact, I have them beating Green Bay and going into the NFC Championship uh, game with another team that we'll soon talk about. Yeah, um, where did you have them for total, for uh, record? Did you have their record? Yeah, I ha- I have them going. Uh, I, th- I think it's like twelve and five. Yeah, I have them five. Going, yeah, I have them going twelve and five. Um, yeah, I mean they have a lot of travel, you know, from the west yeah. coast. So yeah, that that's the only thing I, that I really weighed into uh, my prediction. But this team is going to be very good. Plus, I mean, Matt Stafford, it's all. We, we think about Tom Brady and what he did with the Bucks last year. I'm telling everybody on this show, that is not easy to do. You don't just go into a new system and win a Super Bowl. So I, yeah. I expect Matt Matthew Stafford to have a little bit of a learning curve going into with a new team, even though I think the talent is there. I still think there will be a little lear- bit of a learning curve for him, and um, I think he may struggle early on and find his rhythm, and then they'll, they're going to really roll. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it, I'm I'm very bullish on the Rams. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how how their season goes. This division, just looking at this, that I think oh, it's stacked. It's so stacked, and the there's a potential one of these teams if they don't kill each other too much could potentially represent the NFC. Um, so who who do we all have for this division? I think I've got the Rams to win. Um, Keith, who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna take San Fran actually. San Fran. Okay. What about you, Drew? I have the Rams. I have the Rams, Rams in this division with San Fran and the Seattle Seahawks getting the wild card spot, both right wild card spots. Right on. Awesome. Well, the next division that we have on the docket and happens to have Mr. Thomas Edward Brady in it, uh, the <laughs> NFC South, and um, we're going to be picking those te- those uh, going through each of these teams in just a second. Okay, moving on to the NFC South, um, the division with the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, The NFC South plays the NFC East and AFC East this year. Um, So not a ton of tough games in there for some of these teams. Um, This division, 
I look at it and I see some interesting teams. First team I'm looking at is the Atlanta Falcons. That's the one team in this division I could care less about. Um, I think that Arthur Smith, um, he was a great offensive coordinator, but um, I, I don't. Everybody's just like, oh yeah, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith. I mean, he had a ton of really good playmakers on the Titans. That I mean, he had a generational running back in Derrick Henry that has made the play action awesome for Ryan Tannehill the past two years. And I, I just don't know why everybody thinks Arthur Smith's going to make the Atlanta Falcons like the best thing since sliced bread. So I don't, I don't buy in on the Falcons at all. Um, nothing about this team excites me. They start, they're starting Mike Davis at running back. Um, Nothing here for me. I, I have them going six and eleven, bottom of the division. Keith, uh, do you agree with me, or are you buying the Arthur Smith coaching hire? Yeah, yeah six games feels generous for this team. Also, um, Arthur Smith comes in, he's going to install his his offense or whatever. But the problem is that their offensive line sucks. Yep. Um, Matt Ryan is aging, and oh yeah, there's no Derrick Henry. Yeah. So a lot of the things that he wants to do, probably not going to work that great. Um, also, the defense is going to be atrocious. Yep. Um, more of the same from this team. Ryan's going to be throwing the ball 600 times, and there's going to be no defense played whatsoever. Hopefully they have the ball last in a couple of games where they can pull out a win. Um, he's got some nice targets in Calvin Ridley and Pitts they brought in. But I think that losing his security blanket in Julio Jones is going to be pretty impactful for him. Um, but yeah, this is by far the worst division or the worst team in this division, in my opinion. Yeah, I, just it, there. It's a very good point. The drop off between Derrick Henry and Mike Davis is tremendous. So yeah, I, I just don't see how. Um, I've heard some people saying, oh, the Falcons had so many close one-score games last year. You know, if they just flip those, they make the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I don't I don't buy that at all. I don't think there, there's a ton of talent on this team. Drew, are you in agreement with us that this is the worst team in this division? Yeah, I have them going 5-12. and 12. Um, I think they just struggle a lot this year. Their defense, as Keith mentioned, is going to be their Achilles heel. It's just going to be hard for them to stay in games. I do like some of their offensive guys. Calvin Ridley, for me personally, is my favorite fantasy option this year in terms of uh, wide receivers. I just, I just love watching this dude. His 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 route running is so juicy. I just love it, man. It's so fluid, and he's going to see a lot of volume. Uh, and I'm really excited to see Kyle Pitts. Uh, obviously, he's such a high prospect out of the draft this year, one of the highest tight ends we've ever seen. So I am interested to see what he does. I don't think I'm buying the hype just because like the Falcons in a hole need to produce for him to really have that breakout year that we've never seen from a tight end since, you know, God knows when. So Especially like, as I, a rookie. I, I, yeah, like any – yeah, and rookie tight ends are really tough to – you know, for mm-hmm. fantasy value and to, to, to really rank. But if anybody can do it, it'd be Kyle Pitts. I mean, the guy's basically like another another receiver. Mm-hmm. But, they, you know, they, they don't – I'm not a real big believer in Mike Davis. He, I, he's got to be a bell cow for them. Obviously, he was able to step in for Carolina last year and do a pretty, pretty good job for them. But, like, I don't know. In this system, I just don't see a whole lot of upside with him. And I just think this team is going to struggle – 
from from a whole lot of things. I think their will is just going to be. <laughs> I think they're they're not going to have very much of a will after like the third game of the year because I think they're probably go zero and three to start off. So like, I, I I just see a very uphill battle for this team, and I think their spirit will be will be broken uh, sooner rather than later. And I I just don't have high prospects for them. Yeah, so we're all in agreement that Atlanta, Atlanta is the the dregs of this the NFC South. Um, the next team, I am sipping all of the fucking Kool Aid on, even though there's not even a ton of Kool Aid. Um, I haven't heard a ton of people talking up the uh, Carolina Panthers, but I have good feelings about the Panthers, and here's why: when it comes to Sam Darnold, I feel like the Panthers. This is going to be looked back on as the Panthers making a hitting a grand slam because i think darnold in new york quarterbacks in general as rookies um they have to have very thick skin and it makes it very hard for a quarterback's confidence in big markets like new york and i think uh darnold was just damaged after his rookie season and it has taken him a it, it he was never able to turn it back around i think going from a major market like new york to a much smaller market in raleigh or uh, charlotte i should say um you know i think that's going to be do wonders for darnold i think he has a lot of talent and i think this team is sneaky good on offense they if if christian mccaffrey can stay healthy all year i think this team could be solid matt rule is a really good coach we were all on him last year. Um, at one point mid-season, we were talking about Panthers potentially making the playoffs, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey got hurt, and their, their season kind of went down the tubes. And that was with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think that uh, Darnold is going to be solid. I think in three years he will be a top-10 quarterback, and um, I like the Carolina Panthers a lot. I have them going 11-6 and six and snagging a wild card. Keith? How fucking crazy am I? I don't think you're crazy. The The vibes are definitely good with this team. I think there's a lot to like with them. But I kind of want to pump the brakes a little bit. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. I really do like Matt Rule as a coach, and I'm very interested to see Sam Darnold in this offense where just last year Teddy B became relevant. Yep. Um, and I think it's – He's got plenty of weapons to make it happen. McCaffrey, as long as he can stay healthy. Robbie Anderson, he has that connection with him from uh, New York. DJ Moore, obviously dynamic playmaker. And this rookie they brought in, Terrace Marshall. Yeah. This kid, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I know nothing about him, to be honest with you. He's kind of come out of nowhere this year. But I know that he is a name that is buzzing in fantasy circles right now. And last year, they went all defense, all in during the draft and all those guys they're only just going to get better this year they added jc horn this year early in this draft and i think it's going to be a really fun team to watch and it's definitely one that's going to improve i think yeah uh drew do you think this team can uh put up a fight for a wild card Uh, or are you down on the panthers I'm not down on them in fact i want to be up on them i'm just hesitant about doing so a lot of things need to go right i do like that sam darnold is going to get a fresh start away from gates because i mean that guy any any quarterback he touches just turns into a nightmare i feel bad for anybody who's ever had to work with him um so like i do believe uh rule will be a better a better catalyst for him 
to show his true potential. And to be quite honest with you, when we look at this offense, they're kind of sneaky good. I mean, let's go through it real quick. They got Terrence Marshall, LSU dude, very good, very good route runner, very athletic, big-bodied receiver with speed. They have D.J. Moore, who's up and coming, is continuously to get better every year. They obviously have a lot of faith and trust in Robbie Anderson, who they just gave the bag to. Mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the number one uh, fantasy running back in all of football, Christian McCaffrey. Um, and, and, you know, they have Chubba Hubbard as a backup. So, like, their, their, their depth is good there. It's just whether or not can they put all the pieces together and, and, and come out of that division and with a tough schedule there and, and, and battle hard. It's it's one of those things where I got to see to find out. Uh, they Darnold had a really great preseason game uh, this week, and there's a lot of buzz about that. And it's good to see him kind of blossom, come into his own. Because uh, you know, I felt bad for him being up in New York. He was in a no-win situation. His line was terrible. The Panthers' offensive line is going to be a little better, not much better. That is one of their weaknesses, I believe, yep. is that their line isn't, isn't going to be isn't going to be tremendous, but um, we'll see what happens. I have the Carolina Panthers going eight and nine. It, it could be better. It could be worse. They're kind of on the fence for me. Um, I would like to see them do well, but uh, I need to see more and, and see what they bring to the table. But they certainly have the offensive pieces around Darnold to uh, put out some production. Yeah. Yeah, and that the thing is, my thought with it with them was just you know the vibes coming off them and and everything, and there is always, especially now that we have that added wild card team uh, that happened last year, um, you know just the fact that uh, there always seems to be one or two teams a year that come out of nowhere that no one was thinking about that just completely surprises, outplays what they were expected to do, and I think that you know if you're looking at teams in the NFC. I think the Carolina Panthers, to me, are the team that sticks out that could be that team that just came out of nowhere and, uh, you know, snags one of the final wild wild card spots. Um, moving along in this division to another team that I think I, I actually am kind of high on. Um, I have this team also going 11-6, and six, the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think they could be much better with Winston because I feel like Drew Brees last year, Jameis Winston, if he cuts down on the turnovers is going to be a huge improvement over Drew Brees. I think I know that that's blasphemy for a lot of NFL fans to hear, but I think Drew Brees was a hindrance to this team last year um, just because of his age and his, um, you know, he didn't look like the Drew Brees of old. And I think Jameis Winston looked pretty good in the preseason. Um, he had a very good game the other day. Um, you know, I, 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 Think this team could be pretty solid. I don't. Th- I don't have them making the playoffs, but I have them going eleven and six. And I think that that, um, you know, other than the uh, the brutal opening of the season, because um, they start off with the Packers, and then the Panthers, who I think are going to be good, and then the Patriot at the Patriots. So um, kind of a tough start for this team. But if they can weather that storm, and um, I-, I see them going eleven and six and fighting for a wild card. Keith, um, are you in on Winston at quarterback? Yeah, uh, earlier this week I had a lot to say about that situation, but uh, it's been settled since then. <laughs> yep. So, um, but you, the old saying has always been: if you have two quarterbacks, you have none, right? 
and that was that was the path that we were going to be headed down i'm afraid and it feels like finally for now at least that sean payton made the right decision for this team going forward um i think this is a, a good move for them in general Taysom hill does a lot of things for this team and he does them good but he doesn't do anything really great um but he, he's just not an nfl caliber quarterback yep. he's not ready to go out there I was really worried about Taysom Hill actually getting the job here because last year Sean Payton proved to us, you know, Drew Brees went down and guess who got the, guess who got the ball? Yep. And it was very perplexing to me. I thought Jameis was the right choice all along. Um, but yeah, Jameis isn't exactly uh, sexy all the time, I guess, but he's definitely a step up from Drew Brees as far as arm strength. Yep. He's going to be able to push the ball down the field and open this offense back up a little bit. And plus now he got LASIK surgery, so hopefully he can decipher between the defense and the offense. Yep. Um, cut down on his, his uh, interceptions. Won't be going for that 30-for-30 30 30 season again. <laughs> um, and, and on the flip side of that, this gives them the flexibility to use Taysom Hill in all the different ways that they want to. Back in his gadget role. For whatever fucking reason, Sean Payton is just infatuated with this guy. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it gives him the flexibility to do that. But top to bottom, the roster is really, really good. The defense is absolutely stacked. The offensive line is top-notch. And as long as they can get positive play out of Jameis, this team is going to contend for this division. Right on. Drew, is this team going to be battling for the division, making the playoffs? Yeah, I'm, I personally think so. I'm one of those guys, though, that's never down on the Saints just because they just seem to always find a way to – uh, to be in it. I know there's a lot of question marks right now. I'm personally happy to see Jameis get the job. I think he is the right pick here. Um, I think he can sling it. I have heard some recent interviews of him, and I like the rhetoric that that's coming out of his mouth of, of checking the ball down and, and, and trying to eliminate some of these turnovers because for in order for the Saints to stay in these ball games because their defense will keep them in it, Jameis definitely needs to cut down on the interceptions. There is no question that is uh, priority number one for the Saints team. Um, but we're already going in with, man, some real injury concerns. Michael Thomas, everybody has heard about him um, not getting surgery in the offseason when he probably should have. And now he's going to be, um, you know, he's going to be behind the eight ball here. Uh, we saw the emergence of, of, of Galloway and and um adam troutman but now adam troutman the tight end is hurt and not that's not looking good so they're gonna have to rely on alvin Kamara a lot and they're yeah. just gonna have to they're just gonna have to scheme smart and try to play to jameson's strengths and try to eliminate the turnover and if they can do that their defense will keep them in a lot of games and i and i think they'll be okay i have them at 10 and 7 right on yeah i i th- the, the injury concerns on offense are definitely a concern, but um, you know Kamara, I think is he's an animal and can uh, he gives them a ton of pop and can do so many things. And if Winston can keep the turnovers down, I think they're definitely going to be in a battle for uh, a wild card at the end of the season. Which brings us to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, uh, the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, the team is loaded. They bring back all 22 starters. Um, that is fucking unheard of in the salary cap era. Um, that 
that level of continuity, I think the continuity of that is going to make them one of the better and better regular season teams we've seen in a long time. I think they're going to have a very solid season. I think they could potentially be they could put up a fight for an undefeated season. Um, I think that they they have a they have some pretty easy games on their schedule that they're going to be able to just run teams over. Um, you know, they're getting the NFC East and the AFC East. They don't have a t- there's some pretty easy games for them in in here. Um, and I definitely trust Brady until he gives me something, some reason to not trust him. Plus, they have the best front seven in the league on defense. I, I'm I'm loving this team. I've got them going 15 and two. Drew, you can start on this one. I know you've got some thoughts on your boy Tom Brady. Yeah, I I love this team. I love Tom Brady. Uh, I'm very very excited to watch this team play this year. I'm particularly excited about. Um, what they're going to do with their tight ends because they have three of them and OJ Howard and I'm watching them tonight uh, at in, in Houston and watching OJ Howard get a lot of balls from Tom Brady. The guy is an underrated beast of yep. a tight end. Yep. And now they have three of them. They have Gronk who is aging, but he's still dude got the best hands of a tight end I've ever seen personally. And they have Blaine Gabbert – or not Blaine Gabbert. I'm sorry. Geez, that's a quarterback. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, they, ha- they have um, uh, Cameron Brait. And I think the three tight end sets that they could play and just do anything with is just going to be so exciting for, for me to watch. And Bruce and, and, and the gang is going to be able to dial up so many different options for Tom Brady that these teams are not going to be able to get a finger on them. They're not going to yep. know what's coming because they have – this offense that can morph into anything. And then they bring in a pass catching back of Giannari Bernard, who Tom Brady loves these catch passing running backs. And he's going to be down on every third down. I swear to God. And it's just going to be a nightmare matchup for so many teams. And Tom just watching him uh, tonight. He hasn't lost a step. His arm is so strong. Still he's accurate as hell. He's making the right decisions and this team is only going to get better in terms of continuity as the season goes on. And I certainly have them way up there. I have them at 15-2. and two. Uh, I, I don't think they'll go undefeated. I just think it's so hard these days to do so. It wouldn't Especially surprise Especially in a longer me, season, too. Right. It's a longer season. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me, though. But this team is just so stacked from their running backs' depth to their wide receiver depth. I think Antonio Brown is going to have a more of a role this year. He's going to be a great fantasy option where you can get him late in the eighth, ninth round. And I think he's probably going to be better than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But I I don't know that for sure because I just think there's so many weapons here that there's just so many things that they can do. And they're going to play to the team's weaknesses. And every week is going to be different. So... It's a really exciting team to watch. It's the first time since 1972 that a team brought every single one of their Super Bowl starters back, and that was from the Pittsburgh Steelers in 72, and they won back-to-back. So I have uh, Tampa going all the way to the Super Bowl again this year. I don't see a reason, barring injury, why they can't make it there. They're just so so talented, and they can just do so many things, and that defense is – is going to be just lights out again, which is going to give the ball back to Tom Brady and this offense who are just a plethora of riches. It's unbelievable. They are true Buccaneers down there where they are just hoarding treasure on the island of 
Hispania, which is also known as Florida now. And so, like, it's just going to be really fun to watch. They're going to fire the cannons all year long, and this team is going to roll. Yeah, dude. The, I mean, their defense is going to be, I think, one of the one of the better defenses of all time, dude. Because like, I, I think that they have such a solid front seven. They got a great secondary, and then they just have this guy Joe Tryon uh, Shanoika yeah. coming off the bench, and he's going to be roving all over the place. He's number nine, playing on the defensive line at times. Like it's fucking cool as hell to see. I think that I don't know. I think they're. I'm really high on the Bucks, Keith. Are you, can you throw some water on this fucking uh, festival of the of the Bucks, or are you in agreement with us? Well, I kind of blacked out there for a little bit, but I think Drew said the <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to be pretty fucking good this year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, obviously, in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, returning champs, and as a fan of a team in the NFC, it's kind of scary going into this year, knowing that Brady went in and did what he did last year without a full training camp. And now he's got another year with this team, another off season with this team and just bringing that culture, even, you know, even stronger than he did last year. There's no, there's not going to be any like, you know, uh super bowl slump off of this team. You know, Brady's yeah. been there a million times. He's been there. They've won back to back before. Um, the only thing that I can say is, is this, finally going to be the year where Brady starts to slow down it has to catch up to him eventually I've been saying it for the last six years and I'm going to keep fucking saying it until I'm right um he's got to slow down sometime but um (laughs) the other the, the only other argument I really have is going through the playoffs last year and Drew you can you can tell me to shut up or whatever but I mean there there were some times where I thought the Bucks should have lost in the playoffs they got lucky, I thought. Maybe not lucky, but they had a close call with the Redskins, and I really thought they could have lost that game with the Packers going through the playoffs. That, that's my only hesitation with this team. But obviously, outside of that, their roster stacked. Their defense could be super dirty this year. Um, they're obviously poised for another run, and they've got the quarterback to lead them there. Yeah, man. I, I, I am it, – it, it's just going to be exciting to see. I, I mean, yes, Father Time definitely is undefeated. But so far, he's like he's down in the game against Brady because it's fucking it, it. It seems like it's has to drop off at one point, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I let's see let's see what he can do. Um, I think I think as long as they, they what what as long as they continue to guard him and protect him, which that line is one of the best lines in all of football. You know, that's all he really needs. Yep. You got to keep him clean. He's just, he's he's not at the age right now where he can take hits. He could never really take hits because um, he's not a mobile quarterback. But his arm looks strong, and I think if they keep him upright, just his his uh, general field general approach to the game and finding your weaknesses and exploring them, he's just going to keep rolling. But I, Keith, I don't I don't disagree with you. But like when you're in the playoffs and you're making a push. You need a couple lucky breaks. That, like even in the golf business, watching golfers win championships, they hit a tree, it kicks back out in the fairway. It's just part of, it's just part of the journey. And I think last year was a magical season for them in that capacity. But I just, um, man, I, I give me another year and a full healthy Brady. We know he had surgery in the off season for a tear in his knee, so yeah. now he's healthy. 
This team, the sky is the limit, barring injury. Yeah, right. getting back to your, your point about golfing, um, I know it definitely helps me when I hit it into the rough and then I kick it out the fairway. That's what I'm talking about. We call that the foot wedge. Put it in your bag, people. It's important. <laughs> All right. We've got one more division to go over, uh, the NFC East, and we're going to cover that next. All right. Our final division, the NFC East, and dad joke time. I think this is going to be the NFC least. Um, I, I don't like a lot of teams in this division other than um, – I do like the Cowboys, but starting off in this division, the uh, New York Giants. I liked this team last year the way they played. I think they have a good, a good solid defense. Um, the reason why I am down on the Giants, I think they've got a lot of skill position, um, solid players. I think Saquon coming back is going to be very good. I think um, you know. They do have those players. This is, I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. That's what I'm basing this off of. I think um, you know the players play for Joe Judge, but I think they're going to be looking for a new quarterback next year in the draft. I have them going seven and ten. Keith, um, are you in the same the same boat as me with uh, being down on the Giants? Yeah, it's another one of those teams. It's kind of tough to judge. Uh, we, we talked about it with the Panthers. We talked about it with the Cardinals. Um, Definitely feels like a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. I don't know if we're at the point where it's a make-or-break year for Joe Judge just yet, um, but Daniel Jones has all the weapons in the world at his disposal this year. We yep. see this with a lot of teams. Quarterbacks that they don't entirely trust, they just surround them with as much talent as they possibly can. They throw them out there and said, okay, if you can't do it now, you're not going to do it ever. Yep. Um, they brought in Kenny Galladay. They drafted Kadarius Toney, which was a horrible fucking pick, in my opinion. Um, they still have Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram. They brought in um, the tight end from Minnesota. His name is eluding me right now. Um, Saquon Barkley coming back. But I think that Daniel Jones is going to make that jump this year. And this could be a team that they could either finish last or they could win the division. Just with the way that the teams are lined up this year, it could be one of those years. Um, all they need is Jones to just find some consistency, and I think the defense is good enough the way that they played last year that they're going to win some football games. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I It really comes down to Jones. Yeah, that's where, I, where I'm at with him. Who, I'm trying to look up who that tight end is. Kyle Rudolph. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you said that, I was like, "Oh shit! What the who the fuck was that person?" Um, so, Drew, when it, uh, what are your thoughts on the Giants this year? Yeah, are, mine, mine are pretty much the same as yours. Uh, it is going to revolve around Jones. I, I'm not a Jones believer, um, and I and I think J, uh, Daniel Jones isn't also getting help right now with a 32nd ranked offensive line and from P, PFF. So like. That's just terrible, and it, and it hurts Saquon too. As best as good as Saquon is, and is elusive and strong and muscular and just a great runner all around. Like, if he doesn't have a good line, though, it's going to be very, very hard for him to get going. And they yep. need to establish that running game for Jones to really settle into games because force feeding his receivers is not his forte. Yep. Uh, 
I hate, I hate to tell everybody that, but it's not his strong suit. So I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in that, but I do like what they did on the defensive side. I think they have a chance to play better than the record that I'm going to give them, but it really is dependent on whether or not Jones has a breakout or not, and I'm not real optimistic that he's going to have it, mainly because of his skill set and two because of his offensive line. I have the Giants going nine and eight. Uh, I know Mike Greenberg, uh, Greeny, as everybody knows on ESPN, thinks that they could be a wild card team this year, um, and that's possible, but it's really going to have to be uh, around Daniel Jones and him playing well. And I just, I'm just not a believer yet. I need to see it with my own two eyes. And they got to stay healthy too, um, which uh, obviously every team does. But like I'm talking about Kenny Galladay and these b- bigger guys that they brought in. Um, we'll see. I, I I don't have a whole high hope for them. Nine and eight is what I give them. Right on. Yeah. So we're all we're all kind of not su- super buying the Giants. What about the Eagles? Are you buying in on the Eagles? Um, I don't. Uh, it's kind of a weird position for the Eagles. They just traded for Garner Minshew. I don't know why you take a developmental quarterback when you have a quarterback that is also the same age or around the same age as uh, him starting on the roster, so I don't understand that move unless you really don't trust uh, Jalen Hurts, um, which that doesn't give you a ton of confidence in this Eagles team. They are loaded at running back, but then other than uh, running back, they don't have a really strong roster in my opinion. Um you know, I do like – I personally like Jalen Hurts, but I don't see this team having a great season. I see them going 8-9. and nine. Keith, what are your thoughts on the, on the Eagles? Yeah, so as far as the Gardner Minshew trade goes, I, I really do actually think it was a decent move to bring in a quarterback that, that has experience starting for a sixth-round pick. You don't just go find that – anywhere um joe flacco's on a a one-year deal i don't know if they know exactly internally what they have in jalen hurts yet and i think it really depends on the the entire thing just hinges on it's kind of like the chicago bears situation um once justin fields gets in there is this new coaching staff going to be able to build something around jalen hurts where he can where he can operate yeah and there's just I, it's it's the same same thing across the entire league. If if more coaches took the time to really just build what would work for their players, I think we'd see a lot more success. But we see a lot of coaches that are stuck in their ways. Um, but yeah, outside of that, the good news is that the offensive line is going to be a lot better this year. They've got Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks returning. Uh, they should be healthy to start the season, and they've they've got some iffy guys on the outside. They've used some high draft picks on some guys. We'll see if they take the next step forward. Um, but you know, Hertz is going to be the biggest question in this all on this team. And I think if the coaching staff can work with him, he'll be okay. But I think that the defense is going to be the biggest problem for this team. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to suck. Um, sorry, but with, <laughs> with all the new weapons and the competent QB play that is in this division now, I think that they're, they're going to need to really step it up on the defensive side if they want to win some games. Yeah, I, I I agree that their defense isn't going to be very strong, and and Nick Sirianni, I mean first year uh, coach, like I don't, you know I I don't know if he, 
what they saw in him. But, yeah, so I, I don't know. A lot of question marks with the Eagles. Drew, are you also uh, questioning the Eagles, or are you a little higher on them? No, I'm definitely questioning. I think it's going to be a long uh, a long year for the Eagles. Uh, as, if the listeners don't know by now, we all live in Pennsylvania, somewhat close to Pitts, um, to Philadelphia, so we have a lot of friends in our circles who are Eagles fans, and I can tell you right now from from my point of view, they're not – uh, very optimistic about this year. So uh, I'm going to echo that sentiment of our friends and, and, and just say I, I don't think they have a whole lot going for them. I, I don't like the fact that Nick Seriano is a rookie head coach this year for them. I don't. I think that works against them. Um, their, their schedule isn't terrible, but it, it is at the same time. So I don't think that they're doing themselves any favors with that. It is kind of harder. Um, they don't have a defense. They lost Jalen Mills and Malik Jackson, and they uh, Jason Peters is gone, who's one of the best offensive linemen in football for the last 12 years, and he's gone. So uh, their, their offensive line will be decent. They have a lot of good talent at running back in terms of depth with Boston Scott, and um, hopefully Miles Sanders can get it going this year, but I'm, I'm real not optimistic about that either. I don't like him for fantasy. I am interested to see how Devon Smith works out. He's a smaller wide receiver, um, but I think he has some potential to really help Hurts out along with Dallas Goddard. Um, but we'll just have to see. It is going to revolve around Hurts and see if he can make that big leap forward this year. But I, I, I don't have high high praise for them. I have the Eagles going and finishing 7-10. and 10. Right on. Yeah, I, I, again, it's it's a lot of just a lot of a lot of question marks here. I, I mean, I am um, an unabashed Eagles hater, but I, that's not why I am down on this team. I just think uh, you know it. They just don't have a ton on this roster. I I like Jalen Hurts though, but I I take that trade. I, I understand what you're saying, Keith. That you know they're they're getting. I mean they're getting a good return. But I I say from a team standpoint, it seems like they're they must internally really not have a ton of confidence in Hurts, and that scares me off as well. So yeah, that's kind of questionable. That because you, you think going into the season that you, they're really behind Jalen Hurts and. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what he's made of, and you know the coaching staff is going to rally around him and put that that offense in place where he can succeed. And then, you know, right before the season starts, they bring this guy in. It's it, it is questionable the timing, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I definitely, I mean, he's definitely a improvement over Joe Flacco if once they get him get him up on the playbook. But like, there's other people they could have brought in that aren't like Gardner Minshew could potentially like he could he's a legit potential starting quarterback in this league. So that's the thing that really is curious about it. Well, this is a team that was also rumored to be in on the Deshaun Watson yep. sweepstakes yep. Uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah. I, maybe the sentiment from the front office is that they really don't believe in Jalen Hurts, which is kind of, it's, it's kind of sad because I did enjoy watching him play last year and I would like yep. to see him. I, I would, I would like to see him in a position where he was able to at least try to succeed. Yeah, I I don't know. I really, unless there's just something that they see in practice or something or something like you know, as far as him as a teammate or something like that that they see. But like I don't know, everything I've seen of him, I I I like him, and I think that I hope that they give him every opportunity to be the starter because I think he deserves it. 
Drew, are you do you agree with that with uh, Jalen? Yeah, definitely. I'm you know I'm high on Jalen from a fantasy standpoint because of his legs. So like, and a lot of people around the water cooler and fantasy circles um, have been high on Jalen. I mean, he's hell. He's going as a top ten quarterback in fantasy. Yeah. Um, so like, there's something to be said about that. I just think the Eagles front office is a complete mess. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't even think they know what they're doing. And I just because of that reason as well. I'm just like not sold on the Eagles. I mean, I did just feel like they, as an organization, don't have it together right now. I don't know how they fall. They fell so far from grace over the last couple of years, um, but I think that front office has a lot to do with it and the decisions that they've been making. Yep. And there's yep. been some questionable decisions with them and just the team roster building and just how they play as a unit. I just, yeah, I, I think that all spells disaster for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Yeah. Poor Eagles. Well, moving on in this division, we've got the Washington football team, the Washington Potatoes. We've already we're already have called them their old name, the Redskins, once so far this season. So we're on on a good start with them. Um, with the red with the football, I almost said it too. With the uh, the football <laughs> team, the thing that I don't like about them, uh, I don't trust uh, Fitzmagic for a full season. That's yeah. I I. I, I I do not trust Ryan Fitzpatrick for a full season as a starting quarterback, as the guy. Um, everybody has this like folklore about Ryan Fitzpatrick, about what a great quarterback he is and all this stuff because he's got a fucking big beard. But he has terrible Ryan Fitzpatrick games when you have him as the quarterback that you have to rely on. I had to watch for a season when he played with the Titans as him with him as the starting quarterback. I know he's changed a lot since then, but... Um, I don't know, just something about Fitzpatrick playing and having to rely on him. He's 38 years old. Um, I I don't trust him for the full season. I think they have a great defense, awesome defense. I like like the way they played it uh, coming down the stretch last year. I like the fact that they were able to snag a a wild card, or they won their division last year, and, um, you know, playing against the uh, Bucks. I thought that they um, they played them hard, so I think that you know there is stuff to like about them. It's just with Fitz Fitz Magic, I just can't really I can't buy in on them for the whole season. I actually think uh, Tyler Haneke starts at the end of the season at one point. I think he's in there starting by the end of the season. I think this team goes ten and seven. Uh, Keith, what are your thoughts on the Washington football team? My initial thought is if they can get it done with Alex Smith. I think they can get it done with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It, it does really come down to him. The only thing I know about him is he's a really smart dude. He's got a lot of experience. I'm sure he's learned throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And this feels like the first time ever that a team has gone into a season completely behind him. They're looking at him to be their leader. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder after every throw. I think it's going to be a little bit different for him this year. And he doesn't have to be great for this team to be good. That's true. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's not all on his shoulders. And in, at the very least, it's it's not even on one of his shoulder pads. <laughs> that defense <laughs> is going to be so good. Um, but, yeah, if he can just limit some of the, the uh, mistakes that we've seen out of him in the past, I think that this is a very intriguing offense and it's going to look a lot different this year than it did last year with Alex Smith. He was just dumping yep. the ball off every single play. Um, they're going to be 
more likely to stretch the field. They've got Terry McLaurin on the outside, Curtis Samuel. That's a lot of speed, and it should help to open up a lot of the underneath stuff for um, Antonio Gibson. He's obviously a dynamic playmaker for them, and there's not really a whole lot to say on the other side of the ball. The, the um, Washington Taters are going to be really good defensively. That, that defensive line is really scary for uh, a fan of a team in the division, and Chase Young is just a stud, and he's only going to get better this year. Yeah, that that defense is going to be dirty. It's going to be absolutely dirty. They're not going to be fun for, you know, I, I think the quarterbacks in this division are not going to have fun going up against the Washington football team. Drew, what are your thoughts on the football team? Do you do you see them potentially fight? I, I mean, I, I've got them battling for a wild card at 10-7. and seven. I think they'll be in it near the end of the season. I just don't see them ultimately following through. Uh, what are your thoughts with the with this team? I think they definitely will battle. I, I love R- Riverboat Ron. They have uh, a decent offensive uh, players on their on their squad. Antonio Gibson is, a, is an up-and-coming running back. As long as his turf toe doesn't act up again, he's going to – He's going to be very formidable. Uh, you know, scary, scary uh, Terry is one of the best receivers in the game, in my personal opinion. And now you add Curtis Samuel to that mix, who is hurt right now. So that's to be determined. But, you know, Logan Thomas is a very, very good tight end. They have J.D. McKissick as a third down running back. You can catch the ball. Uh, so they have some talent there. But the concern for this offense is Ryan Fitzpatrick for me. He has mm-hmm. proven that he can catch lightning in a bottle uh, for certain stints. Uh, but when he falters, it, it falters, his play falls off a cliff. And Fitzpatrick also hasn't played a full season since 2015 when he was with the Jets. And he is 38. Um, you know, we know that quarterbacks can play a little older now, but – he was in 2018 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he only averaged 9.6 yards per attempt with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brait, and he only won two games for them. So I do think we get a this nostalgia of Fitzpatrick, and he has a cool nickname in Fitzmagic because he does catch this lightning in the bottle, and it's fun to watch. He's a fun guy to root for. It's just it is what it is, but I think we also need to pump the brakes and, and also, you know, call out what he is. And what he is is just he's a guy who's fun to watch, but he's 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 a backup quarterback and he and he's a journeyman backup quarterback. Yep. And I think that's going to be the biggest hindrance to uh, this squad in Washington. But if somehow he finds a career year this year, they are going to win the division because they have enough talent around them. They have good coaching. They have a great defense that's going to keep them in ball games, get turnovers, give them the ball back. And they have decent playmakers on the offense and they drafted a wide receiver. Who's, who's going to be, well, is going to be really good. So they have three good wide receivers, a tight end and two good running backs. And, you know, that's all you really need in this league. So they, they definitely have a chance I have them tied with Dallas at ten and seven, and um, I, I, you know that that lead, that that conference is terrible. So, but that's what's going to keep them in it as well because the, the the division is so bad. But, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what we get from from the red potatoes. Um, it, yeah, I I have high hopes for them, but I'm also tempering my expectations. 
Yeah, I, I, I like like you said, just Fitz Magic. I think uh, everybody loves to loves to love him, and he is he is an awesome dude to to root for. But I think we get a little bit ahead of ourselves with Mister Mister um, Fitz Magic. Now, speaking of getting ahead of ourselves, I am uh, the last team that we're talking about tonight, the Dallas Cowboys. I think I'm the only, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all. I don't like the Cowboys at all. They're one of the teams that I despise. I don't really like them. However, I do like Dak a lot, uh, so I've gotten a little bit more into watching them when they play, and then Dak got hurt last year, and they were a mess. But um, I feel like going into this year, I like this team. I think Dan Quinn is going to help fix up that defense. I like when you have head coaches coming in as coordinators. I think having that head coach experience from a coordinator at a coordinator level is a very good thing for teams because all of that additional leadership and knowledge, as long as the head coach is willing to, to allow that and to utilize that knowledge from that person, I think that can help out a team a lot. So I think that defense is going to be improved. And I think that offense is going to put up points. You know, simple as that. I think they're going to, I think they're going to have a good season, and I think they've got a pretty crappy division to play in. I see them going twelve and five. I don't know if we finally get that uh, playoff win this year or not, but I do see them making the playoffs and having a strong season. Keith, um, I know that you hate the fact that I'm talking them up. So, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Your real thoughts? that's fine i'll let you talk them up and then uh i'll come in here and, and knock knock your legs out from under you um, <laughs> you'll milk box challenge like, me milk crate man, challenge me she's like where to start here you know we went from you know dak is sitting out of practice just an abundance of caution uh he's gonna rest a few days he's gonna miss a few weeks of training camp uh oh wait he's gonna miss the entire preseason but he'll be ready for week one and then Schefter reports, oh, he might not be 100% all year long. He had one surgery on his ankle. Oh, wait, no, he had two surgeries on his ankle. It's like, what the fuck is going on over there? They don't want to let it out. I don't know if it's just drama for hard knocks or whatever the hell's going on over there. But, like, the whole thing just completely hinges on the health of Dak. This offense is absolutely loaded. But if Dak isn't ready to go, it doesn't matter. Our yeah. backup quarterback situation is worse than last year and it fell apart last year with Andy Dalton at the helm um and if if they got to bring in Garrett Gilbert the the whole entire receiving core is just completely negated it doesn't matter um we've already seen that Zeke is enough for the challenge of carrying this team on his back as soon as Dak's gone he completely loses all of his focus and the defense I think still has a lot to prove you know, bringing in Dan Quinn and drafting the way that they did this year definitely helps. They should be better, but I mean, everything hinges on the health of Dak Prescott, in my opinion. And if he's healthy this year and ready to go, we might see some prolific offense out of this team. And if the defense can take at least a little bit of a step forward, then they shouldn't have a problem winning this division. But I just have my doubts on all of those things falling into place for us because it never seems like it does. <laughs> spoken like a true fan i love it um yeah so we're obviously completely on in opposite directions on the cowboys drew can you be the tiebreaker here do, do you like them or are you down on them i'll be the middle breaker here and and and, and eat the middle porridge of the three little bears that we got going on here because 
there's some good and bads with with his team. One, you know, it's America's team. It's also America's drama team. This team loves drama surrounding it. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones makes it that way, in my personal opinion. Maybe it's brilliancy because they still have uh, the top-rated sports franchise uh, in the world. So there, this may be by design, but there always seemed to be a lot of buzz around the Cowboys, a lot of drama, and yet in the last 25 years, they won like one playoff game. So it's really astonishing from that perspective that we in the sports world even talk about the Cowboys because they're always an optimistic uh, viewpoint going into the season with the Dallas Cowboys, but they never live up to that potential. And so that's why I'm kind of like right down the middle because I am a big Dak Prescott fan. I've said that many times on this podcast and on this show that I think his leadership qualities are really, really outstanding. He makes pretty decent decisions with his arms and he has a lot of talent surrounding him. But I am concerned about this whole uh, lateral shoulder injury that he's got going on and him not being fully healthy and him going out first game of the year against the defending champions and, you know, just getting rocked. But this team, there's a lot to be excited for, especially from a fantasy standpoint, which I'm really into fantasy, as we all know. So, like, CeeDee Lamb, I had such high hopes for. Dak was on an all-time pace last year. He was about to score, uh, it's like 63,000, yeah, 6,300 passing yards last year, and he was on pace for, which would have been a record. It's insanity. Um, so there's there's a lot of excitement just in that alone. Uh, and Zeke this year is being drafted as a top five running back because the offensive line is healthy now. And with Dak in the lineup, Zeke was on pace to finish in the top five last year. But as soon as Dak went out, the team falls apart. Uh, we also know that the defense has been the Achilles heel for this team for a while. They did try to add some new pieces and add Dan Quinn, and I think that's going to help. I'm just not convinced that it's going to be enough help um, for them to win this division outright. And then my biggest question mark, to be quite honest with you guys, is Mike McCarthy. I don't know yep. if he's an actually good coach. And I actually believe if they don't do well this year, don't make the playoffs, that he's going to be gone. I think Jerry Jones's fuse is getting shorter because he's getting older and he wants nothing more uh, to win a championship again. I think he's going to start getting very, very antsy and starting force-feeding some of these moves in the offseason to try to get these championships going because if you're him and you have this billion-dollar franchise, but yet what you've been, um, your success has been the last 25 years, you cannot be happy. Those two don't even relate at all. So uh, it's always been disappointing for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. You always think that they're going to do better than they actually do. And so I actually have them tied with uh, Washington Taters and – I think if Dak stays healthy, I'll give them the edge to win the division by game. But I need this, I need Dak to be healthy all year round, and I need a, a good running game and that offensive line to be healthy all year round too because that was one of the staples of this team for a long time. Was That, that offensive line was really, really solid. And so it, it comes down to health, and, and hopefully Mike McCarthy can 
do a little better job coaching and get these boys rallied behind them because I think that's what happened last year. They they just didn't believe in their head coach, and that yeah. that hurts. You're the captain of the ship. You gotta you gotta take charge and lead these men to to victory. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and that's the, the Mike McCarthy being the coach thing is definitely uh it, it definitely it it takes the. The excitement that I have for the Cowboys, it, it definitely fucks with that a little bit, just because I don't like Mike McCarthy as a coach. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. So with um, all the divisions, so we had the NFC West, North, we were all in agreement, the Green Bay Packers, the West. Um, who did we have there? I think I had the Rams. Um, Drew and Keith both... Keith had, had the, the Niners. Keith had the Niners, yeah. and Drew, uh, Drew had the Rams. Yeah, and then, yeah. Um, so yeah, we we where the hell were we with the South? Who did we have in the South? Bucks. Bucks. Everybody was in agree with the Bucks, and then the East. Nope. I've got Cowboys, and then you bought you guys. Uh, Keith, you have the football team, and then Drew, you have the Cowboys by game if that oh, stays yeah. healthy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Well, who are the wild card teams that you guys got? Um, three wild cards out of this, uh, the NFC, um, and it's it, taking a look at this. It's there's going to be a good team. I feel like missing the playoffs. I don't know what you guys think. I think there's going to be a double-digit win team missing the playoffs. Um, obviously, because we added a game, it's going to be easier for a double-digit team to because now no longer ten wins is is no longer like the qualifier for the playoffs like it usually is um who do you guys have in those slots for the wild card i I, i'm going with the 49ers the seahawks and the panthers that's who i have going into the nfc wild card playoffs keith who do you have yeah i've got the taters winning the east so i've got dallas sneaking in with the wild card there um, I've got the Niners winning that division, so I've got the Rams sneaking in, and then I've got the Saints also coming in after Tampa Bay. Right on. Drew, who do you have? Okay, I have Seattle, 49ers, and the Taters as my wild card teams. And then I have Dallas winning the division in the East, and Green Bay in the North, uh, Rams in the West, and the Bucks in the South. Right on. And then the final uh, thing that we have to take a t- take our picks on for the NFC is the NFC Championship. Um, obviously, this is a way, way, way too early prediction for that. But um, on August 28th, my prediction... Actually, I'll, I'll let you go first, Drew. Who's your prediction? Who do you have playing each other in the championship and who's ultimately winning and representing the NFC? Sure. I have the Bucks versus the Rams. I think the Rams beat out uh, Green Bay. I don't have any confidence in Green Bay. Um, with uh, they had they had the luxury of not going against Jared Goff last year and then going up against a backup who ends up getting hurt and then they had to bring in Goff with a hurt thumb. And so, <laughs> yep. so they kind of got. I think they got off easy there, but I don't think they get off so easy this year. And I think I the Bucks are going to go uh, face the Rams. And then just because I'm such a Tom Brady lover, I'm going with uh, the Bucks to go to uh, the Super Bowl. Right on. Uh, Keith, who do you have in the championship? 
Yeah, so for the NFC Championship game, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lined up against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Interesting. Ooh, yeah. who, who do you have winning that one? Just to piss Drew off, I'm going to take the Niners. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so my NFC Championship game, I actually am in agreement with Drew. I have got the Rams traveling to Tampa Bay. I'm making this pick because I want um, I would love to see Stafford get a Super Bowl and I think if they if they're going to do it it's going to be this year so I've got the Rams beating the Bucks 30-24 to in the championship game so I, I, alright we I, all got something a little bit different which yeah. is great and, and I'm not I'm not super duper confident in that because Tom Brady in the in a championship game at home in Tampa Bay. That's what I would be. Uh, I would have to be taking Matt Stafford on the road in that situation. He's never won a playoff game before, and he's going to win that. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Dave, shoot your shot, man. Shoot, shoot your shot. Shoot the shot. All right. Well, wow. We we did a lot of NFL talk tonight. That was fun. Um, you know, we got to go over every team in the NFC. We're going to be doing the same thing next week with the AFC. We're going to go division by division with the AFC teams. We've got a lot to talk about with all of those teams. Uh, and then we're going to make our way too early Super Bowl picks. So we've got a lot on tap next week. Um, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. Um, you know, we, we if you can, please subscribe to the podcast. We're available on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify. We should be. This uh, pod will be available on Apple iTunes, Apple Pod Center as well in the coming days. So um, make sure to subscribe, share it with your friends, like it, leave a review, do whatever you can to help us. Um, you know, get it out there. Make sure to check out our social media uh, pages. And yeah, we really appreciate everybody listening. Drew, what do you have to say tonight before we sign off? Well, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been another great week. We are getting closer here, 12 more days, so football is back. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen, baby. So you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you back here next week for the AFC uh, rundown. Uh, that is it. We out. <laughs> Keith, any any parting shot? Yeah, definitely felt good to stretch the legs tonight and really dive into some of these teams and, and try to get a, a look at what the pictures are going to look like for this year uh, going ahead. And uh, definitely look forward to looking uh, at the AFC next week and uh, seeing what those teams look like too. Yeah, man, it's definitely – it's got doing the research for this uh, this week definitely has gotten me into the – football feeling i'm ready i'm excited um been watching preseason games uh you know i'm ready to get rolling it's gonna be great and we can't wait to come back next week and talk more with everybody uh about the afc thank you so much for listening we're out